Well, listen, guys, first things first, thanks for taking the time to do this. It's always fun to speak to the other side of the world. Um, still can never get used to those time zones. It's 11 a.m. here. It's like 7, 8 o'clock over there. First things first, how's your day going? Yeah, I yeah. had a pretty busy day, pretty busy Monday. Um, been in the studio since I got home, um, working on some mixing stuff. Um, Jack, how's your day, yeah. brother? Good, man. Just kind of went to work. Nothing too exciting. Pretty cruisy day. Um, yeah, honestly, it's just a bit of a Monday. <laughs> Nothing too exciting so far, but I've been what do you yeah, have on hanging today, out for this, actually. It is a Monday. It is what it is. It's real life shit. You got to do work. You got to uh, make the money to carry on. But overall, how is everybody doing in the Weburn Bridges camp? Everything going quite well for you at the moment? Do you feel quite energized and excited about things? Absolutely. I reckon it's been um, uh, like definitely the best year we've had, um, mainly because we've been able to release some new music, which is super exciting. Um, as well as just have a few other things uh, in the works while doing that as well. And so vibes have definitely been very high. And um, yeah, it's just been really fun again, which is awesome. Like when the band stuff is not only uh, like achieving stuff and doing well, but just, just fun. Like I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun. Uh, we're keeping busy, um, you know, sorting out the sort of the next, you know, the next sort of release um, after these, these couple of singles that we have released, um, you know, trying to have a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah. Everyone's having a great time. We've got a, um, we've got a show coming up, like our first headliner show in uh, three years, I think. Um, that's, that's more so because um, we've had some lineup issues over the couple, past couple of years. And since we have returned this year, um, we're, we're really building up to that show. Um, so that's going to be super important for us. Um, yeah, you know, so we're super keen for that. That's in December. You're going back to what you just said there, Jack, about it being what your best year, or you feel like it's your best year. Is there any specific thing that you can put your finger on as to why you feel that is the case? I mean, you use the word fun. Are you having more fun now than you've had in the past? Maybe a little bit. And I think that kind of just ties in with, um, everyone kind of being a bit more on the same page. We've definitely all matured a little bit more as well. Mm. Um, both, I guess, as artists, but also just in general, you know, like we've gotten a bit older, we're starting to take things a little bit more seriously. Um, everyone's time and stuff is a lot more valued and, um, it's also being put in as well, which is like super exciting. So, uh, it's been not only fun be, uh, in general, but I guess it's been almost easier in a way as well because everyone is almost on that same page and we're all kind of just um, working together really well, which is, yeah, pretty key in a band, I guess. I think the dynamic's um, better than it ha ever has been uh, with the boys. Yeah. Um, just probably just more of a case of everyone growing growing up a bit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the, the the dynamics great, and you know, being in a couple bands, that's hard to come by. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It absolutely is. It takes time as well. And maturity is such a major part of it. Well, with that in mind, then, how much of an effect has the past few years had on that mindset and your maturity, as it were? And I'm talking about effectively the COVID-19 segment of the world slash the lockdowns, because obviously we're well aware that Australia has been very up and down in regards to in and out of lockdowns and stuff like that. Mm. I think uh, whilst COVID was happening, mm. um, th- that that was kind of when we were having a couple lineup issues, and that was more so to do with the fact that um, two of our two of our core at the time band members had departed down south uh, to another other other cities in Australia. Um, so that left myself, Jack, and Alastair uh, up in Darwin. Um, so we, I mean, we kind of just. We didn't disband, but we just, you know, uh, you know, the boys are gone. It was our thing. We'll stop. 2021 came about. Was it t- last year, Jack? And then um, Luke Luke yeah. came back. So our drummer returned back to Darwin. Um, and we thought, hey, let's, let's, you know, let's get this going again. Um, so we did. And the, you know, because I, I know how bad, obviously, COVID has been in the UK. It's been, was, was fucking mental. Mm. Um, definitely wasn't as severe in Australia, especially up in Darwin. We had, um, we, we were very lucky up in Darwin. I think we had quite a bit of freedom, we, you know, no significant lockdowns of any sort. Like, you know, we would have locked down for a total of initially, was it a month, two months, Jack? Yeah. Something like that. I think, um, yeah. everyone's view of COVID in Australia is a bit tainted because you hear of like Melbourne being locked down for like 278 days in a year or something like that. Um, we were very blessed and didn't have that issue. Um, and it was a lot more free to roam. I actually never stopped working um, either. So um, yeah, yeah, it was very different. I think it's uh, it can never be understated as well. Um people who've never been to Australia or perhaps don't know the land as well when members do move to another part of the country it's not like in the <laughs> UK where you can just drive for two hours straight and be at the in another city um it's not quite the same is it no, no exactly so not. yeah yeah a bit far <laughs> That's away so true, isn't it? <laughs> it really yeah. is it really is I know I know um you guys aren't the first Australian band I've spoken to over the past few years so I've really got an understanding over the years of the lay of the land having never I've never been myself but really kind of yeah. getting the understanding of how the uh, country works yeah well congratulations on the recent release of your latest single Death Curse it's got a solid amount of buzz around it since release I think what was the first of September right yeah yep. yeah first of September was the release um, and we've been pretty happy with it, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's like it was definitely a bit of a new direction for us. I mean, you can obviously hear the core elements of, um, I guess, bridges in there for sure. But um, we were very interested to see um, how that kind of wrapping element would go and what the kind of feedback we would get would be. Um, but it's been really positive. And to have it coupled with the music video as well, um yeah it's been really good really great feedback and um happy with how it's been going what did you initially envision with this track when uh, you first sort of started to build it and work on it um did you have a specific vision of what you wanted to sound slash look like and did the end result match what that vision was 
I think um, when we initially set out to write the track, um, it was just a couple riffs and some drums and it sort of accumulated into this. Um, yeah, there was this, there was this big drum breakdown that our drummer Luke wrote in the song and he sent me that and it's like, okay, let's put this drum part after the riffs and oh, what's going to come after this drum bit? Surely like a big sort of climatic um, ending sequence. And then we sort of thought it had a lot of uh, sort of your sub synth elements, which are very reflective of a lot of old horror movies that we sort of like, um, especially myself. So we try to tap into that a bit. And then we're kind of thinking, holy shit, this is sort of looking a bit like uh, the um, sort of looking a bit like a, a movie structure. You know, the, the, you've, you've got the start, uh, a horror structure, an old slasher sort mm. of movie where you've got your, your intro and then you've, you, you know, you've got this middle act and then at, right at the end, you've got sort of the, the big climax with the, the killer and everything. And, and we, we really tried to play, um, play into that with the, the lyric writing and, the, and, you know, the, the rapping as well and, and getting that element in there was, was super fun. Um, and it, it definitely, we, we, we knew where we wanted to go with the song. And I think confident, confidently to say we, we did get there. Um, it took a while, but yeah, we did, we did get there in the end with the song. So. Yeah. And I think too, like originally, I don't think we wrote the song with intention for there to necessarily be rap verses in it either. It was kind of just, um, we had those parts and we were wondering what we were going to do to fill it in. And, um, I really enjoy my nineties hip hop and I was kind of, thinking like yeah we could do like screamed or like some different kind of vocal things there but then I was like what if we had like a rap verse and how would that look and then it just kind of evolved from there really and um it was obviously like oh well am I gonna do it and I wasn't overly confident um but BK the guy who we have on the track actually used to play guitar for mm. Weeburn Bridges a few years ago um so friend of the band and friend in general and it it just kind of all fell into place really well. Well, how did that collaboration come back? So obviously you have that previous re relationship. Did you just go to him and say, hey, we want to do this. Do you want to give it a go? Pretty much. Um, we basically sent him the song and there was the two spaces for the verses. And we, was th we just basically said, hey, man, we this is kind of the concept we had. Um, here's our current lyrical content. It's basically set up as Nolly was saying, kind of like a slasher movie, like building up um, to a kill scene. Um, and would you be interested? And what what can you come back with? And I shoot you not, it was like that same night. I'm pretty sure he's like, "Oh, what about this?" And just flicked it back. <laughs> and I think we were all in the studio, and we kind of just like all looked at each other and were like, "What the fuck? Um, that's so sick." And Brandon's yeah. really um, really talented when it comes to. I what freestyle rapping. He's an absolute gun. Um, yeah, he is. And, and he just, won't tell you yeah. that, but he's super <laughs> humble about it. But yeah. So no, no, so, doubts, no issues. Just straight away. That is absolutely banging. Yeah. We're, we're very confident when we sent it to him that we'd get something back fairly like solid. And we're like, yeah, that's great. When are you going to come in and we'll record it and sort of get it on, <laughs> get it in the session. And yeah, it worked out really well. 
But the end result speaks for itself. Um, you already mentioned it as well, obviously it comes uh, attached with a very, very cool video. The video then, um, talk about working on that and what you had envisioned with that and how how much fun slash how difficult it was because I know these things can be a real pain. I reckon my favorite part of it was was um the kill scene and being being there for that because mm-hmm. uh, it was select few of us and you know the band shots were done they're always a pain they always kind of suck yeah. and you know the kill scene was fun because we we just got to our friend Tom um you know covered him in fake blood and pretended to kill him it was fucking awesome um yeah jack was the killer it was really so. cool yeah it was really cool too because we had discussed that we wanted to release a video with this uh track and um previously we kind of looked at doing a music video for something filmed some stuff and it just didn't really work out the way we kind of wanted and, and so we were a bit disheartened mm. um about like doing videos um but big ups to Manoli for being like nah i've got an idea uh, as to what we can do here let's see if we can like execute it and um we're very lucky in the in the way that um one of our friends uh jaden who filmed the video that's like what he does for a job he is a cameraman and edits videos and um he was happy to help us out and um yeah it really did just come together and it was awesome to see manoli's vision kind of come to life do you find yourself kind of judging the success of say the music video and all that based off things like views and youtube and and that side of things i know it can get a bit obsessive when you're in a band when you've got to study stats be them streaming be them views be them likes and so on is that an aspect you find yourself obsessing over or are you able to distance yourself from that we definitely find ourselves probably getting caught up in that kind of thing um but something really cool is when you've got people that jet like actively reach out to you and you know they'll message you uh, on the band account and they'll be like holy shit just heard this on on somewhere it's great keep it up that's probably like my favorite sort of um uh thing to go off Mm. so when when that when that thing start when that starts to happen you're like oh yeah cool this is great you know must be on the right track for it um but yeah yeah absolutely you know numbers and stats is definitely you do get caught up in that kind of thing 100 percent we're talking about then uh, We Burn Bridges in general. What sort of things inspire music, be them personal or impersonal? Are you very much an internal band? You look inside and see what you're feeling or do you look at the window, see the state of the world and utilize that? I think it varies. So like the first EP that we released uh, was called Head Prison. And um, for that EP, uh, I pretty much wrote all of the lyrics for that one. Yeah. And that was um, very much uh, my personal kind of battles with stuff I was going through um, at the time. Whereas uh, our latest music, we've kind of, for the most part, been in a room together um, and put it all together. So like both lyrically, like everyone's kind of helped out lyrics um, as well as like the music side of it as well. So it's... um it's changed actually over time. And I don't know if that is uh, through maturity or just trying new things as a band. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed it for sure. I think um, one thing with the writing and, you know, everyone's sort of <laughs> contributing and into a say with, with the lyrics and, you know, 
just the music overall um is we being less serious i think okay was yeah. was something that was very apparent um when we when we had sort of reformed after luke had come back to darwin you know we were doing it because we wanted to have fun and because that's why we sort of did it in the first place so we thought you know let's let's really have fun with this and and you know oh that's not too think too hard about that you know let's move on and let's sort of do this instead you know and and keep keep it fun um so that's one thing that we we really tried to do um you know hence maybe writing about things that aren't so serious like like horror movies and you know stuff like that um mm. previously you know um the the lyrical content in the in our other ep is you know much different from you know pop culture so it's always about circumstances as much as anything else, I think, as well. You know, if you, you mm. say that, if, if there was a reason to write perhaps more personal years down the line, I'm sure that would come up. But when it comes to sharing, as you were describing, amongst yourselves, bouncing back ideas, is that something you found yourself becoming more comfortable with? Because it's not always the easiest thing. Opening up to an audience, listeners is one thing. Opening up to each other and sharing the ideas back and forth can be a completely different thing in itself. Yeah, I think... Um especially with the instrumentation, because it's always kind of been, you know, one guy would write a, a finished demo, not with no lyrics. And then, you know, hey, Jack, check this out. And Jack would go, oh, yeah, cool. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's put this there. Let's put this there. Um, now it's sort of, you know, the whole um, building that that demo up is, is very, um, uh, everyone's sort of got a say in it now, you know. Um, everyone may, might contribute to it. It's not just one bloke sort of flogging out this entire song themselves. You know, every, you know, we've got a riff. Oh, boys, check this out. You know, like, oh, yeah, send this to this guy, send this to that guy, and then they, they'll bring things back sort of thing. So um, do, doing that, you know, going back to everyone sort of um, being involved. So Yeah. And I think, um, again, like just with us maturing a bit as well, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think that's been a big part of it. And like for myself, especially like I um, don't really consider myself a musician in the way, like, especially when I get in a room with these guys, like, um, you know, I can play four chord acoustic songs. And <laughs> um, so sometimes it's easy for me to be like, oh, wow. Like I'm just not even in the conversation sometimes, but it, it doesn't feel like that because we have gotten so good at being open with each other and getting each other involved and um, realizing that every piece of the puzzle is important. Listen, never not being able to play four chords. Some of the biggest songs in the entire world, most of the biggest songs in the world were played with just four chords. So, you know, that's yeah. <laughs> true. Guys, I'm very acutely aware of um, the challenges that come with being uh, an up-and-coming band in Australia. Uh, the scene is tight over there, but I know it's also quite isolated and breaking out into the bigger, wider world can be extremely challenging. So I want to get your perspective on that, really. What, for you, is the most challenging thing about trying to break out into the world? And how do you plan to overcome them? Um, I, th I think first and foremost is trying to establish a, a solid local base. Um, yeah. So being where we are in Australia, it's quite interesting because we're all the way up north in Darwin and um, it's, it's, you know, the scene isn't as, isn't as big as it is in, you know, a city like Melbourne or Sydney. Yeah. So um, 
for us very much so it's trying to establish that that very solid local presence um you know be the be the go-to heavy band up here um and you know almost cross cross whatever bridge after that when we get to it um mm. yeah definitely yeah, I did have to look at a map. Admittedly, when I saw Darwin, I thought, I've heard of it. I have no idea where that is in relation to the major big places that exist in Australia. Uh, it doesn't come up much, so it felt like a bit yeah. relaxed to speak to you. You know, yeah. we've definitely got aspirations to, you know, sort of continue on, release more music and even tour, you know. Yeah. So I'm sure that will come in the in the future, you know, hopefully next year. That'll be cool. I think we will be ready for it for something like that in the next year or two. So um, that'll be fun. Well, first things first, I mean, you already mentioned earlier on, we'll come back to it. You have your first headliner show in about three years on December 3rd at the Railway Club in Darwin alongside Draft Day, Ask the Axis and Whisper. How are you feeling about this and what can people expect? I'm super excited. Um, uh, we've got a few little tricks up our sleeve for this gig, which is uh, exciting, um, as well as just feeling like now more than ever we've got quite a good catalogue of songs that are um what i think are not only good songs but songs that are on spotify and people know and can listen to and learn i guess before coming to the show um because there's just nothing better than kind of looking out into the crowd and people like screaming along with you and being like wow they actually know the songs like it's not just coming to watch a band and be like oh they played some cool songs um, so there's that. And I think just our level of professionalism has uh, really stepped up in the last uh, few months. We've started running um, in an in-ear monitoring mm. um, and it's just such a game changer. And so I think everyone in the band's confidence levels are just um, quite high at the moment. So keen to put on a really good performance for everyone. Is that what the current focus is in the band right now? Um, are you doing, working on anything else or are you just trying to make sure you're as tight as possible come December? Yeah, uh, it's, we're super vigorous with the rehearsing these days. Mm. Um, you know, um, like, I think we had a jam last week, but yeah, we're just, just jamming all the time. Um, like Jack was saying, the the jam situation is much better now. We've, we've, we're on sort of in-ear monitors, which is really cool. Um, it's kind of really great for heavy bands because, you know, it's such aggressive music. You really miss out on a lot of nuance when you're sitting in a room getting pelted by a drum kid and loud guitar amp. So you know, hearing everything in crystal clear is, is game changing and it's, it's very, um, confronting as well. So it's yeah. like, oh, you know, fucking boys that, you know, tighten up, tighten up. So <laughs> we're super busy with that. And we're also writing and recording simultaneously oh you're doing that at the same time right now yeah yeah okay so like that's kind of wraps up 2022 effectively we're really we're in october already we're coming into the, the year so we got to jump to 2023 and it's not so much what your plans are because i guess a lot of it is based upon what will happen what you will hope and what you'll be available to but what's a realistic goal that you would like to aim to achieve come 2023 uh, for me, Good I'd question. love uh, to, to do some interstate sort of interstate shows. So again, for everyone that's listening, like sort of listening, that's just shows in bigger cities in Australia. So, you know, branching out of Darwin and, you know, maybe playing a couple shows in Melbourne or Sydney or, or Brisbane. Um, yeah, that's definitely a huge goal, I think, mm. in the band. Um, 
So something to yeah. look into in the next sort of year, 2023 would be great. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, guys, right. Last little bit then. We're going to focus completely on something different then. And it's October. So it is spooky season. And we are a horror mm-hmm. movie website as well. It's a major part of what we do. Uh, the best and the worst of everything that exists in the horror world. So I wanted to ask you both individually. Um, take it however you want. What is your perfect Halloween night? Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, my perfect Halloween night is what it was last year, mm-hmm. and that's a Halloween party where everyone dresses up. So you like a costume party, yeah? Yeah, it's the first one I've proper done. It was great. Okay, are you? Uh, what? What? What, uh, what did you wear? I was Michael Myers. Okay, okay, classic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Jack? Um, or. Alternatively, just, you know, a couple of horror movies at home and some pizza. Sounds great. That is true. Um, I enjoy, yeah, a Halloween party as well. Getting on the beers and dressing up is always pretty fun. Uh, it's a pretty good laugh. Um, I reckon it would be sick to do a, like, spooky season-themed uh, show. Like, ideally, maybe... We probably won't do it this year, but next year it'd be awesome to kind of have maybe um, a gig that's mm-hmm. just like and encourage everyone to dress up or something for it as well. I reckon that'd be hilarious and just like, it'd just be so fun. <laughs> Tap into our music, you know, a bit. So yeah, yeah, I mean, think something like uh, what like Ice Nine Kills are doing at the moment, I guess, right? Awesome. Yeah, great example. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, finally, um, in I'm not even going to attempt the deal, but in my worst ghost face voice, what's your favourite scary movie? Halloween, 1978. Oh, right, straight to the classic, yep. I don't know. I've got... The, the movie that probably scared me the most at the time um, was probably, like, The Exorcist, actually. Mm. That, yeah. like... All the like spiritual kind of stuff like just freaks me out. So I think that for me is probably like the scariest. Um, yeah, chill roll with that. See, I'm kind of forced to ask some of the basic questions, but I'm now gonna I want to dig a little deeper into both your answers there, and specifically hmm. um, starting with Halloween first, right? So. Obviously, there's a ton of bloody sequels, including the current run of uh, reimagining new pathways that we're currently uh, experienced. So what's your thoughts on those? Have you been enjoying them? Have you seen them? And are you looking forward to this uh, final new one, final for now? I am so biased when it comes to talking about Halloween because I'm an absolute sucker for like even this shit sequels. Like, so this, this, uh, you know what? More importantly, being alive while this new franchise is is happening is is awesome you know being able to go to the cinema and watch halloween movies with michael myers on the big screen is yeah, freaking crazy because i've grown up around these movies and you know i wasn't around in the 70s neither of us none of us were you know so that's been really cool um yeah keeping a, a very open mind with the the new sequels as well so I did with the last movie. Um, I've done a social media blackout with this one coming out in a couple of days. And I'll be going into the cinema with a very fresh mind. And 
I do that. That's a, that's like a defense mechanism, so I don't get let down, you know. So. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, you yeah. you've um you can find good things in any of the sequels, which I completely understand uh, to a degree. But I have to ask then, forget the best. What's the worst? <laughs> oh, the worst has got to be. Um, there's a couple bad ones. Yeah, <laughs> I like five because it's nostalgic. I mean, that one sucks. Um, so it's probably a, a battle between um, maybe six and resurrection. Oh, there it is. Yeah. I was hoping you were going to say resurrection because that one's the stinker for me. Yeah. Yeah. Resurrection sucks for sure. <laughs> but it's a little bit nostalgic because it. it came out in no two and I used to rent it at the video shop when I was a kid. So, you know. Yeah, I think I have that nostalgia for H20. Uh, that was right around when I was uh, hitting my teenage years. So yeah. it was perfect. Cool. cool. 90s vibes, that one. Yeah. 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 Jack, Exorcist. So have you followed along with any of the sequels that came out or um, some of the sort of prequel stuff? A little bit. So I think, what is it? There's the Exorcist, the last Exorcism. Um, is Blair which part of the Exorcist series? No. No. I no. haven't seen Exorcist 2 or 3. Yeah, Exorcist 1, 2, and 3. And then you've got Ex yeah. Exorcist prequels, Dominion and another one. I can't remember what they are. And then, of course, recently, or the last couple of years, there was a TV show, but I didn't see the TV show. Yeah. I didn't watch the, the third, TV show. The third one's got I a reckon. huge cult following, doesn't it? The third one is, if you've never seen the third one, I would totally advise you do. It's... Uh, my, in my opinion, it's as up there with the first one in regards to the scares and the chills and stuff like that. Mm, Just don't yeah. ever see the second one. That is notoriously terrible and for good reason. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I remember the second one being terrible and I think that actually put me off watching the third. Um, but that they also, for me, kind of blur into each other a little bit because they're pretty similar in, a, in so many ways for me and like it's not like I really remember like the whole storyline of yeah. these movies. It's more like I just remember being fucking scared. <laughs> well, that, that, <laughs> that there, that's then the question, really. So what you can remember from being scared, what do you remember a specific moment, a scene, an image or a feeling that kind of defines it for you that makes you go, oh, I know it scared me. I reckon they just, especially in the first one, they just did well between like the music and the slow build up of you, of you know something's gonna happen, and you you're waiting for it, and then it's kind of like, ah, oh, why did I still shit myself, <laughs> even though I knew this was coming? Um, that was probably the biggest thing I remember, just being like, oh, I know, I know, I know, but bugger, it still fucking got me, kind of thing um so yeah i'd say that's probably the biggest thing i remember i must admit i'm nowhere near as uh big of a horror film uh fiend as like nolly or, or some of the other boys yeah i reckon i could talk to you about horrors like on a whole episode mate like to be honest yeah i was about to say that's like a, you can do a <laughs> podcast on it bro i love that you prepare for horror movies as if you're like you're gonna play a show or something media blackout <laughs> like clear the mind <laughs> yeah yeah awesome. yeah right no, no, yeah, I just, well, you know, this new movie is huge. It's like, it's going to yeah. be the last one in the franchise of, of David Gordon Green's run. Mm. That's massive. Mm. 
We're not going to see another Halloween movie for fuck knows when. Oh, come on, man. In five years' time, it'll be another go at it. It'll be... Yeah. That never stays dead. Uh, I'm I'm very cynical about it, but I'm just kind of like, oh, well, it's going to follow the same. The problem was for me is I didn't actually like the last one, the one, the second one of this new trilogy, I didn't like it. So, well, I liked the first one, I didn't like the second. So now I'm really on the yeah. kind of like, let's wait and yeah. see. 2018's better than Kills, I must yeah. say. Absolutely. I agree. Are you guys, Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I guess maybe you might be, but I want to see, if, are you aware, are you having the same problems we're having in the UK in regards to being able to see the new Hellraiser? There's a fucking new Hellraiser? Why yeah, didn't I not know yeah, that? Yeah, I was about to say, I haven't even heard of the new Hellraiser. And then you are having the same problem. Yeah, there's a new Hellraiser. It came out on Friday uh, on Hulu in America. However, Hulu is not available in most territories outside the US. And it's not yeah. anything else. So it's caused a bit of chaos and basically encouraging a shit ton of piracy. Because obviously uh. people see it and can't. And I just wondered if it was the same issue as we're having in the UK, as perhaps you guys were having there. But yes, there is a new Hellraiser, so maybe go look into that if you fancy it. It says we're yeah. able to watch it on a, a platform called Binge and Foxtel Premium, which is like a, which is, they're both very accessible for us in Australia. Lucky um, you. Well, I'm going to watch this. I'll go tonight. and have a look if it's on Binge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to go have a look. So I think we've got it at the moment. Reviews suggest it's pretty good. Okay. Ooh, that might be a good one for the weekend. Have you have you seen it, mate? No, no, because of the simple fact that we're a we're we're a we're a reputable website. If we watched yeah. it, talked about it, it would be clear that we had pirated it because there's no legal way to watch it in the UK as of right now. That's frustrating. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's it is frustrating. But you know, it's but here's the thing. I kind of look at it this way: there are a ton of cool horror movies coming out. If they're gonna make one difficult for me to see. I just won't watch it. I'll watch the others then. So like on like Terrifier. I don't know if you've heard of Terrifier. Terrifier 2 is out. Oh, the- yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited to see the second Terrifier. Mm-hmm. It's out on the, in the UK, it's out on the 24th, I think, on streaming Amazon and places like that. So I'll imagine that if it's coming here, it must be worldwide as well. Yeah. I was looking it up on YouTube the other day. Terrifier 2. Aye. Fun. Very keen for that. I watched, uh, did you watch, <laughs> oh, I watched Jeepers Creepers Reborn the other uh, night. I've not seen it. No, I haven't actually. Don't think I've watched a Jeepers Creepers since the first one. Um, okay. Again, yeah, you should keep it that way for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no good. It's it's oh. it's like without going too much into a deep dive of it because uh, it's so dodgy, yep. dodgy ground. Again, yep. we we had to take a stand on that because of the director's past, and we were yep. like, okay, we can't touch these Green Jeepers Creepers movies. We just can't look at them. We can't talk about them. We don't want to watch them because of his very very bad past um yeah it was that really more than anything else so off you know pre pre the website pre what we did i'd seen jeepers creepers and then i watched the movie uh whatever it's called clown house it's clown house i think it is from the 80s which is the one that's where the issues have arisen from um and then it was like oh shit there's all this there's there's all this really bad stuff related to it oh no what yeah right it? same director i've never seen that that movie before um if you don't know yeah if you don't know uh about the director and stuff go google it i'm not going to talk about it here because it's messed yeah. up um but you can yeah, say fair enough, um yeah all right guys we'll call it there then because we've been going for 35 minutes and i know you said you wanted to get some dinner so with that in mind yeah. 
Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Def Curse, it's out now. If you are in the local area, or even if you're in the area, the Railway Club in Darwin on December 3rd, go check you guys out live. I wish I could fly over there, but it's a little bit expensive just to come for one show. Um, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, good luck for that. Hey, who knows? In a couple of years' time, hopefully I'll see you over in the UK. Gents, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate awesome. it. We would love that, man. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, man. Great chat. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?